I'm Kevin, and I'm joined by my co-host with Harrison Bader-like hair. Yeah, it's a weird ordeal. Um, Katie is just proving to be childish. Which is why I don't feel I would give $5 million to Jack Campbell. I don't know. Baseball is one of those sports where anyone who makes the playoffs really can be a, a contender. I think the Padres definitely do it. I don't think Donovan Mitchell gets traded. Kyrie Irving does have the track record of not being a great locker room fit, or even good locker room fit. I, Bader got some luscious locks, I gotta say it. This is Zach Bigley, the broadcaster for the Frisco Rough Riders, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. You guys better subscribe. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our MLB Opinions of the Week. This is a little laid-back episode, little um, advice for some GMs. And um, I'm Kevin, and I, I am joined by our head GM, Austin. Head GM, I didn't realize I was uh, promoted that high, Kevin. I appreciate uh, the notion, but... Uh, we, we see... I've seen the work. I was going to say we, but I'm like, it's only me. <laughs> yeah, there is, there yeah. is no other one that could have seen it. The but... listeners and I have notice your work and we greatly appreciate the work you've been putting in so you've always had this title or you've always had this role it's just you weren't given the title you're like the will mcclay of <laughs> this podcast well i appreciate or it you were yeah my bad yeah but uh yeah um the topic is uh when is it the right time to make the call up or when should a team make the call up is the title of this episode as i'm sure the listeners are aware, and Austin and I are aware, and mostly Austin because he created the title. Um, but uh, yeah, I I think it's a very good question, and uh, specifically because we talked about this the other video in the Willis Streak last, which you should check out if you haven't. Um, and as the streak is still going currently today, we'll see when this is posted if it's still going. And it's some guys recently. Um, maybe you have more. Um recall of players but recently michael harris double a didn't really play in triple a on grisham didn't really play in triple a um jordan walker as we talked about that's the guy i was thinking of um didn't play in triple a but they were called up and then another reason i think when i heard this question was what time during the season so is that what you're kind of aiming for when you created this yes but also sort of kind of about when is it the right time in the spectrum of, hey, this guy's playing really well. Should we call him up for the start of the season? Or how long does a player – like let's say you pick the guy in the 20th round, which is the last round of the draft, and you see he's playing well, he's playing well, okay, A, playing well, double A, playing well, triple A, playing well. What, when do you make that call up? Because it's not someone – it's not one of your highly touted prospects. It's not someone that you expect to be – really really good but what when do you make the call when you say okay he's proven enough uh, that's a very good question and uh i i i think it's good i was thinking when i think the first if you're gonna call them up within the first month of the season i'd feel i just have them on the opening day roster but it's subjective because you may be trying it the one that sticks out to me where i think they failed was the baltimore orioles because we talked about he wasn't on the opening day roster. But then a week or two later, he was called up. And I'm just like, 
if you're gonna send him down there, let him be there for a month. Maybe it's longer. I'm curious what you think. But uh, yeah, I want it, it was it was about a week because I remember we okay. just did our week one. It was a week one video that we oh, were okay. talking about it. So it was about a week in. That's a sharp turnaround. Like he pitched one game and it was a, and it wasn't his best performance. So I'm like, it wasn't because he no hit someone. But it, it's just to me, I want to give him a month. I think a month is probably like a good timetable for baseball since you do have 160 games. So you're saying, hey, we may call this guy up this year. If he's still playing well within a month, <clears throat> we should call him up off of AAA? Yeah. If I'm going to call him sooner than a month or two, I'm going to start him on the opening day roster. So in Grayson Rodriguez's case, I'm just going to have him on the opening day roster and have him start normally. But if it's like, I kind of want to give him a month or two in the minors, or I wish he played a couple games, then I'll call him up a month later. Okay. That makes sense. And I another thing um, before uh, that I thought of is with the double A, which I just thought of when I was rec- when we were introducing it, is when... I think when they show what I want to promote in what my team, what I want my team to be. So if a guy's getting walks, getting not striking out as much, putting the ball in play and doing well defensively, if I want a well-rounded player, I think I would call him up then when he's, even if he's demonstrating those traits in double A, not triple A. Yeah, I, that makes sense. It's just, if it's not a guy you anticipated being that good and you don't know if you have a spot for him, but he's lighting it up, does it kind of matter what your team, like if your team is going to make the playoffs or not? Is that something you're really looking at to say, hey, do we call this guy up now? Uh, I think that's a good thing. Um, especially, I think the, the team does matter. <clears throat> uh, yeah, allergies stink, so apologize <laughs> for my voice. <clears throat> But uh, the uh, video or thing I'm thinking about, if I'm the Cardinals and I don't expect it, um, I think it just depends on the position because is it like a third baseman lighting it up offensively and defensively? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I, 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 let's, let's say it's a contact uh, – left fielder who consistently is in the double a triple a keeps hitting 300 just keeps hitting 300 no matter what level he's at he just keeps hitting well he play well he plays well defensively he does his job but he's a 20th round pick and you didn't really anticipate him being as good as he is okay um i would ask is he on the roster the 40 man uh am i getting two no, that's a good question. That, that is a valid question. Because I'm I'm curious, because if you didn't expect it, then you No, like, well, I only say no. Let me just say no. Okay, ooh, that's tough. Um, because if I'm a competing team, I don't really know what I'm going to do. Because I don't want to trade a top left fielder that I have currently. Yeah. Um, I might... Ooh, there's got to be someone on the 40-man that I can maybe option or get rid of the 40-man. That's tough. Because I'm... The thing is, competing is the main thing I'm struggling with, and I think that's why you said competing for the playoffs to make it a hard time. 
um, just because. Because it's definitely a lot easier if you're not competing. Because if you're not competing, then what's the point of not just optioning off somebody else that you don't think is going to be that great and give this guy a chance? If you're a really, really bad team that right now is just not necessarily tanking, but you don't really like your chances for uh, a playoff spot, then I, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't go to something that would perhaps be better for you in the future. Yeah, and competing I'm thinking like there should no be should be no holes on my roster so there's not like I can get rid of a player and just add him. I think there could be holes on your roster. Um maybe but it'd be tough like if I just sign someone like I would probably have to get I'm just thinking of the Cardinals but um <laughs> I would probably call up the guy especially since he's a contact hitter and you're and he's hitting 300. So I could option him as a DH, um, or I could have him in the field. I think because 300, I think, is rare now. Or That's fair. That's rare. a fair statement. And especially contact, which would be important. Um, but yeah, I'd try – and he's left field, so as long as I don't have a guy I've signed for a 10-year contract or traded a bunch for – I, I would just start him in left field. If not, I'd try to have him switch in the minor switch positions and see how he deals with it. Switching positions can get tough, though, as you probably already know. Yeah, I know it's tough, but it's I, – I think it's a good problem to have when I've signed this great left fielder or with, like, Nolan Arenado. I traded for a great third baseman, and I'm not going to move Nolan Arenado. Because it's great. I'm not going to do that. But I do. I want to have this guy in my lineup. So I'm going to see if he can move it. And if he doesn't, then I'm going to just move him back. And maybe I look into trading him. But that would stink because he's a young player. But I think that's a fair – it's it's a sacrifice you have to make. Which I, at, what, at what point are you just hurting his potential, though? That's, that's a good question. Um, really, really coming up with the hard-hitting questions today. <laughs> um. Uh, that's true. I think if he is this, is he hitting 300 in double A or is it in triple A? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's tough. Because I think if he's consistently doing it, I think you just have to make sure you're communicating to him the problems you're having. Because sometimes you, you just got to go, you are doing a great job. It's just the big league. We, we have problems. And I think that's something that struggles because we saw it with Willie Calhoun. That's, that's probably not a national story. That's just probably a local thing. Do you remember this? Like, Willie Calhoun was upset he wasn't called up with the Rangers. I, well, I'm not that familiar. You have to remind me. Okay, so Willie Calhoun was in the U-Darbs trade. He was the main sticking point. Okay. The, they tried Walker Buehler. Um, they're like... You're not getting Walker Buehler. Here's our top, another top prospect, great hitter, Willie Calhoun. Not a great defenseman, but he's a great hitter. And um, then he did well in the minors, and he was coming up, and he'd been called up a little bit. But then he was doing well in spring training, and he was sent down. And he was upset, so he was struggling. And he's like, I felt I did enough to get called up. Um, and then it worked – Willie Calhoun did not make it with the Rangers, as you look on the roster. Did not work out. I would say the Dodgers won that trade, but 
Uh, there are a couple of guys. Willie Calhoun was the main guy of like, we got this guy. It just didn't work out. So in that yeah, case. Now, now that's another Rangers that's on the Yankees. He's on the Yankees? Willie Calhoun's on the Yankees. I didn't know you didn't know that. I did not know that. That is wild. I would have guessed Padres before the Yankees. But yeah, that's a good thing to know. And I think that that could be a Rangers issue. Well, that was a Rangers issue, probably, because now all those guys, I think, are gone um, that were involved in that. But um, my point being on that local story is it's about communicating with the player, but if he's doing it for like two months or three months even, three months is probably he's hitting 300. Like, he's ready in AAA. Double A, I would promote him to Triple A, but I think Double A, you have a little bit more uh, leeway. Mm-hmm. But you call him up and he's hitting three fifteen and Triple A now for ninety games, and then I mean, at some point you got to make a move, or he's gonna be stunted, or his growth's gonna be stunted. Yeah, I, I agree. I would, if, if that's the case, I would have to figure out a move. Maybe option a pitcher or some. You there'd probably be a good a bench piece that I could maybe do a trade with. Get like a double A pitcher or player. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, I know I've been answering. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a very hard question, but I, I'm kind of on your side of the, uh of things. I do believe that you gotta. Well, that's kind of why I've said sunning your growth. You have to call him up in a reasonable amount of time for him to get acclimated because you're not going to become a star in one game. The MLB is a whole different animal, and you may struggle for your first year. That happens. It doesn't mean you're a bad player. But the longer you wait to call somebody up, the longer it's going to take for them to get acclimated to the league. So I feel like it is important to make sure that you call them up at the right time. And I would say the earliest you feel like they're 100% ready is when you have to do it. The longer you wait while you think they're 100% ready is only detrimental. Yeah. So uh, are you, do you agree with me on the month? Is a month a good barometer or timetable? I, I don't look at it as uh, blatantly as that. It's just okay. whenever I think they're 100% ready, I think you should call them off. Now, if you make that decision before the year that, hey, I think he's 100% ready, then call him up before the season. But if it takes two or three starts into the season and you did not know if they were ready, but now you're like, they're ready, then I, I don't think it's that detrimental because now you know they're ready. But in the Grayson Rodriguez thing, he did not play well in his game. So I don't necessarily know if they – they probably already knew that they were going to make that move, in which case I disagree with them because I believe you should make it as soon as possible. Okay. All right. Uh, I was curious. So if a guy has an okay spring training – you're iffy on him, and you decide to send him down. Let's say he's like three average starts. Call up or no? No, because I, I don't think three average starts would be enough for me to say he's ready. If I wasn't already ready with them before, average starts in AAA won't get okay. me to change my mind. Well, I'm saying he goes average, great start, average. Still not enough. I don't think one great start is a, a, enough sample size. It would have to be – good starts in the majority of the games for me to it's triple a it's not majors like you have to show me something special and for the guy hitting 300 if i don't know when he plays well in spring training but i don't know i don't know and then by the time 
uh, that all comes around and you're, he's hitting 300 again, like it's not many people can hit 300. And for you to hit yeah. consistently 300 throughout every level of baseball, I think it's something that you must jump on as soon as you can. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I, I wanted to ask you more. I was trying to get you um, on a situation. If they have a phenomenal start, how important is that following start or following week if they're on a hot stretch? I think it's important to realize when a player is playing well or they're just really hot because there's a lot of players in every sport that will just have a great month or a great week. And to differentiate that between their actual true average and how much you're worth, I think is pretty important considering how much that that will affect their growth uh, in the future. So I, I, if they have one phenomenal start, their next start can't be poor and it probably can't be average. I would need to see at least another good start, another quality start for me to be confident in their uh, abilities. Yeah, that's one thing to me. I was like, I want to see how they rebound if they have a great start in the pitcher case or if they had a great month. I'm very – that's something I'm very following on. But if they consistently do it, yeah, probably. Then I Consistency is really big for players and uh, the minors, in my opinion. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I think another thing that I would want to focus on from a player development perspective would just be – how do they adjust? Because I think that's something we see a lot in the MLB more than usual. I think we see it year to year in other sports, but MLB, I think it can happen in a season. You're talking about with a player getting called up. Well, so if a player gets called up and he's having a great month, the pitchers are going to make changes to how they pitch to him. Yeah, and I, I, I do think that's – but that happens in every sport, though, because if it's like a quarterback and he gets his first start in week eight and he plays amazing, 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 by the time the next year comes around, it's the whole sophomore slump thing. But yeah, I, I, I do think that's your point is that it would happen mid-year. But it sometimes – it's really hard sometimes because that's what happened with Judge, sort of, but they never really figured him out during his rookie season, and which yeah, is why my, he almost won MVP and probably yeah, should have won thing, Altuve. Yeah, well, I should have won uh, but we, we've talked about that. Yeah, my thing was, like, with the other sports, I think we see it a year. Like, in a, within the next year, we see teams adjust. To me, it's a lot quicker in the MLB. I wasn't sure. Uh, it, it, it depends. It's not definitely not – it depends on the position, in my opinion. Because if you're a pitcher, I think it's easier for you to adjust to a pitcher because the pitcher has to pitch for eight innings and you've seen them face so many at-bats. But when you're a hitter and you have three at-bats per night, there's not as much sample size, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's a good way to put it. Um, but, yeah, I think, yeah, we could see it. So, they, But it can also vary year to year because Glaber Torres had a fantastic, quote-unquote, rookie year, and then he struggled the following years. I think he also had a really good second season – I think it was his third year that he really fell off. But he's gotcha. apparently back this year. He's started off the year extremely hot. That's good. Uh, happy for you. Um, <laughs> that did not happen with the Rangers' second baseman. Rugnet Odor had an incredible couple of years, and then he just fell off. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't have to pay him the crazy amount of money that the Rangers did. Yep, And it wasn't just the money. It was the horse. <laughs> 
Yeah. You hear that? I, I've heard that story before. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, if not, you should, if you not heard, have heard that story, look it up. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's all we got. Anything you want to add? Nope. That's all we got. Let us know what you think. Uh, uh, MLB GMs, president of baseball operations, uh, tour. No, not, but yeah, tour people. If you want to share this with the higher up, let us know what you think. We really did not help you. We help the listeners because we get, we gave no specific instructions because that's, yeah, it's, it's a hard job. I don't really, uh, while I may like to be a GM and I think in my head, Oh, it'd be so nice to be a GM. I, I totally understand that their job is not an easy one and your decisions will haunt you forever if you make a wrong one. So, yeah, I agree. It's a really case by case basis, but I do like thinking I could be a better GM and I feel I would in most situations. So that's all we got. Thank you for listening to Outsiders Opinions.